Philips is focused on innovation to improve the health and well-being of people. Our devices and device-agnostic informatics solutions can scale across your enterprise to help care teams diagnose, treat, and manage patients with accuracy, speed, and confidence. By connecting the digital patient story, physicians and clinicians have intelligence for decision-making in the moment and insight to see beyond. It's our privilege to partner with you to care for the carers and to improve the lives of the people and patients they serve. Philips, innovation and you. This is Chanel Bunger with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, and I am recording live at the 8th Annual Becker's Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM Conference in Chicago. Right now, I'm sitting with David Higginson from Phoenix Children. And uh, David, to get us started, can you share a bit about yourself and your organization? Yeah, absolutely. My name is David Higginson. I'm the Chief Innovation Officer at Phoenix Children's. The organization's been around about 30 years, but we're actually one of the largest children's hospitals in the country, really based on the growth in Phoenix. We can't keep up with the demand, so we're always kind of chasing as many of the patients as possible. Um, but I've been in the children's healthcare business about 28 years in a number of roles, uh, CIO, Chief Operating Officer, now in this innovation role. So I'm super excited. always have a kind of operational perspective to most of the things I do. Not that interested in technology for technology's sake, always really how it kind of implements inside the organization. Perfect. Well, uh, moving forward, what do you think of digital innovation in healthcare right now? And what excites you the most or what excites you the most and why? So I think at the moment, the thing that really excites me is this focus of getting back to kind of basics and not chasing and buying every system out there, every vendor that comes along with a solution, just let's give it a try. Instead, more focused on kind of what's going to bring value to the organization, help uh, kind of reduce our costs, improve our patient satisfaction and getting back down to the basics of what we've done. So for so long, we were chasing so many shiny objects that got half implemented and then never really got much traction. So really interested in that. Um, and then obviously, you know, like everybody, there's a lot of promise around AI, although I think it will probably take a little bit of time for the generative AI to come along. Um, we've certainly done a lot in the, what's the space of machine learning. And so I do think there's kind of ongoing value there, but it's quite a niche area and a small group. So uh, really that kind of focus back down to basics and everyone's talking about lower margins and having to reduce the cost of IT, I think that's great. Definitely, you have to have that foundation in order to build upon it. Yeah, exactly. got it. And at your organization, what are your top priorities for technology and what big issues are you trying to solve? So we really always have the same focus is we don't really have a goal for technology. What we have is a bunch of problems that we're trying to fix and problems sometimes get solved by technology and sometimes it's a combination of kind of people, process and technology. And so what I'd say is a lot of times we get over enamored by a piece of technology and that we we see it or a vendor tells us about it and they say, have I got a solution for you? And then we go looking for the problem. And so what we really try and do is like focus on the main problems we're trying to solve and then back into the solution. So for us, like I said, Phoenix is growing very, very rapidly. So our problem is we just can't keep up with the number of kids. We can only really serve about two thirds of our patients right now. So all our energy is around how do we get more access to patients? How do we stop them having to come into a physical building when we don't have enough physical buildings? Um, and how do we get that access when they need it? So if a patient presents at the hospital for a particular disease and we find out they have mental health issues or they're struggling at the moment, how do we get that care right in the moment and not make them wait three months to go talk to somebody? So all those operational clinical decisions are really what we're focused on and how to leverage technology better for that, um, rather than saying, you know, we're going to the cloud, that's a bubble else, and we're going to do that. But that to us, 
we don't really think of things like that. We'll only ever go to the cloud if it makes sense financially or operationally. And uh, just chasing, chasing an initiative for technology's sake is really not what we're about. Thank you. And you've already kind of mentioned a couple pieces of advice, getting back to basics and building that foundation. But other than that, what is one piece of advice you'd give to healthcare leaders today regarding digital innovation? Yeah, so I, first of all, I wouldn't get too hyper-focused on the word digital. I think it's somewhat of a meaningless expression. Um, and innovation is really just trying to bring new things to solve old problems. And so the first thing you've got to be as an innovator is really, really aware of what's going on in the organization. I see way too many people who maybe 10 years ago were a manager or close to the action, and now they've moved up the ranks and they really lose track of what's happened in the organization. So personally, myself, I spend time sitting in waiting rooms literally for half an hour at a time just watching what's happening. Um, same thing in an inpatient unit is just talking to nurses, talking to patient family advisory groups. If you actually talk to the people who experience healthcare every day, there's no end of opportunities. It's not like we're searching for very hard things to find. And so I would encourage all those leaders out there is, you know, stop literally listening to sales pitches or reading magazines or all those kind of secondary things is get where the action is and actually talk to real people. They will tell you very quickly what's going on. And I think the patients and for us, the families are really a great source of information about what their friction points are and what's really the things that they want addressed. Yeah, definitely. Like the personalization of healthcare definitely helps. And could you provide examples of specific instances where the integration of informatics solutions led to improved patient outcomes or enhanced patient provider communication? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, uh, this is kind of what, what we do every day really is to try to take pieces of data from all over the organization and trying to bring it together. Um, and one of the, one of the small things we do all the time, which has been going on for many years is we use a product called Vocera. It's kind of an alerting, it's like a texting system for, for nurses and doctors so they can get EHI securely over their phones. And so we've integrated the EMR data. So we're watching for certain conditions when they occur, and then we'll let a doctor or a group of physicians know that something important has happened. And this can be something really simple as the patient's getting discharged from the hospital. We know they brought some medications with them. And so we don't want them to leave without those meds because they get thrown away and they may be really important to the patient. So as they're discharging, we just send a little nudge to the nurse saying, don't forget this patient brought some medications in, give them to them before they left. Um, or we may be saying to the doctor, you know, don't forget before you do this MRI, we know this patient has an implant. So be sure you're aware of the implant before you do the MRI. So lots of little nudges to the doctor and the nurse so they can ignore it if they want to, if they already know. But if they've forgotten something, stop making them have to remember everything all the time. Um, one other good example, which has really made a big difference is some machine learning algorithms we've done around malnutrition. So it turns out malnutrition is a very common disease in children. It's often misdiagnosed. You can imagine a child maybe broke their leg, comes into the emergency room. The doctor's thinking about fixing the broken leg. They're not necessarily thinking about why did that leg break? Was the malnutrition involved? Has the kid been here many, many times over the last few months? And so while we have very simple things for malnutrition, like uh, growth charts and height and weight to try and detect it, what we were able to build is a machine learning algorithm that really spotted that in, in the kind of edge cases. And so with that, we're able to integrate it into our EMR. We actually order the nutrition consult automatically based on what the algorithm thinks. So they trust it that much. And we're finding six to 10 patients a week who have malnutrition that was completely undiagnosed. Oh. Now, if you think about a parent or as a child, that can be game changing if you have that diagnosis that you didn't have before. And so things like that, where we really take that huge amounts of data we've been collecting and then actually translate it into something that's meaningful to a family and makes a difference in their lives. 
Got it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And five years from now, what do you think will be the most significant change in healthcare delivery and operations and how can leaders prepare? I think there'll be lots of changes. Obviously, we saw a huge amount of change to the pandemic. And really what was exciting there was kind of a, a focus on being first for the patient and, and making it convenient for the patient. A lot of people talking about that convenience. And I think that's just going to continue. People are going to ask the question, if I can do this when I shop or when I'm buying my groceries or when I'm doing it from home, why can't I do it for my healthcare experience? And I think people are going to be less hung up on coming into a physical building every single time. So I think a lot of change there. The big excitement area we're obviously really interested in is can we change the input method from a keyboard and mouse? We've been locked in EMRs for 20, 30 years that the only way you can interact with them is through a keyboard and a mouse primarily. Yes, you can do some dictation, but it's not really interaction. It's just really one way. And so can we get to that kind of really ambient listening on steroids where I'm a physician, I just have my interaction. It can sort out who's talking. It can tell when I'm placing an order versus a medication versus my documentation. And when we get to that point, it's going to be very, very exciting. And I think physicians can get back to what they love best, which is talking to their patients. And we can just let all the other stuff happen in the background. So really excited about that. Most definitely. Well, this has been a very delightful conversation. But before I let you go, is there anything else you want our listeners to know? I think just keep always, you know, being excited about the work you do, getting connected back to the patients that we serve. Uh, if you're a C-suite person, don't spend too long in meetings, get really to the sharp end and experience what happens every day. All the, all the problems are right there and it's very easy to solve them. And, and so don't go searching too hard in the wrong places. Thank you so much. And David, thank you again for joining me today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. It was a pleasure. Thank you. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks, to help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.